Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me and Nick on Facebook at HyperClean Specialist. And uh, we're going to be talking very specifically today about that. But Nick, let's let's talk about that intro, right? And we we said it over the past couple of weeks. Let's dive into that for just a second. Most listened to and most influential podcast for car detailing in the past year when you started, you know, because we're celebrating. It's getting almost right at one year when you started and joined on the team. And so glad that all the different things that we've done over the past year as you've led us in a lot of different directions and we've navigated through all kinds of different things. And it's been, <laughs> it's been really, really a fun yeah, it's year. Been something. Uh, when you think of the numbers and how it's changed and what all the growth is, I mean, if, could you put in one thing, is it a one thing that's got us to here? What, what do you think has been the guiding direction that's, of it all? That's a good question. Uh, I think it's the cool guys and gals out there that order from us. I think that list growing and that, you know, really trying to connect with other detailers and other car people. And I think just everything, I think what we tried to make in the last year, we tried to make more of a connection with everybody. You know, you take a ton of time out of your day and, you know, people probably don't realize this, that Marty spends a lot of his day talking to people, customers on the phone. Hey, what can we help with? What can we do? How can we, be around, you know, what, what do you need from us? And, and that's probably the biggest difference, you know, I mean, we're much more organized as a company, obviously the hyper clean brand is coming together as a, as a, a, a one look unit, so to speak. But, you know, that stuff is just, is really easy compared to, to just bonding more relationships. I mean, you look at our distribution network that we've really only actively been talking about for about the last 30 to 60 days. I mean, look at the the massive growth in that part of our business. I, 2022 is is really going to be about empowering detailers, especially to get into that distribution business and, and really start taking control of being the expert in their area. And matter of fact, I had a conversation with a detailer this morning about that is, you know, one of the great things that I think for us coming forward is, is that we're now starting to connect with more and more people. And that's been the biggest the biggest reason for all of this, honestly, it really doesn't happen without most of them. <laughs> yeah. Great point. Uh, all right. So let's get into buying and selling because listen, I'm hot on my tracks for what I'm selling, but you ain't lying. I've already, <laughs> I know you are, but, but let's you, you're up first. You're up first. Well, I'm buying something that's kind of hard to put into words, but it's something that I've been dealing with with some vendors behind the scenes for my new shop is, I'm buying people that are making it easy for you to deal, do business with them. It's something we don't talk about a lot, but I just had a lift issue here, a uh, lift that's not very old, a scissor lift. And, you know, the guy came right out, you know, here locally, a uh, guy that I supported here locally. And I said, Hey man, you know, I know you don't do this for all the people. Cause not all the people are located here in Vegas, he goes, well, man, it's just, it's just great to get out. And I want to make sure everything works the way it should. And it was like left at that. And I think what I'm buying is 
There's so many aspects of our life right now where companies are telling you that things are bad, but they're not solving the issue for you as a consumer. And so it's great when you deal with a company that's just like, yeah, something's gone wrong. I'm going to make sure it's right. And I'm just buying people that make it easy to do business with them because I've had some instances over the last two or three weeks with some different vendors in the PPF world that it's, it's almost laughable how they're doing business. And, and I know people do business with them, but those people crack me up. It's like, I'm not going to do business with companies that make it tough on me. So I'm definitely buying companies that make it easy on me. All right. So for me, this is a bit of a story. I am drinking, right? I'm going to start a new series where I'm going through this big giant pack of beer that I got from Sam Adams, right? <laughs> so each week I'm going to drink it because it's a big giant pack that I was like, you know what? I can't turn that down. That means I don't have to think about what beer I'm going to drink for the next yeah, five great. weeks. I was like, I'm in, right? So yeah. I guess that's what I bought, right? I bought a big thing of Sam Adams, different uh, holiday beers. This is the old Fezziwig, whatever that means. I have no idea what it is. It tastes okay, right? <laughs> that's, I, and that is exactly the brand uh slogan for sam adams it's just okay yeah uh so one of their slogans actually on their box is uh beers to cheer with i was like huh well, that's a good that's a good name because it is fine. it's great i'll cheer with this beer i don't know it, yeah kind of like a it says rich and spiced i think of it sort of like a you ever drink those uh red ales have you ever gotten it well i know you haven't never mind no. my bad no all right uh Michelob Ultra. here we go okay hey, so yeah. When I found this package, what I was doing is in the process of what I am going to sell. All right. So when you have a girlfriend and she's got a teenage daughter, her teenage daughter has a friend and they want to go watch a movie and you, you, you go, they go, Hey, can you go take us over to the friend's house so that we can then go watch a movie? And you're pulling up to the friend's house and suddenly the friend is hopping in the Jeep. And I look back to the back and I go, wait, why is she here? Oh, can you take us to the movie? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm getting to the movie and I go, wait, who's going to pick you up from the movie? Long story short, right? You could just see this starting to, con like the closer it gets and you start putting the pieces together. Oh, wait. For the next two hours, I got to stay on this side of town because the movie theater that you chose is in the complete opposite direction of the house. Not only from the friend, great. My next two plus hours, I got to find yeah. something to do with. They made you the patsy real quick. Yeah. <laughs> real so quick. I found beers I could cheers with, right? 100%. You know? 100%. So, one of the little things we find to do is, listen, let's just go into Sam's, right? We're yep. not as technology savvy as you. I know you you have you have bridged the gap of ever going into a big box store, ever going Never. shopping in general. I have not officially I've digressed apparently in life and moved backwards to where we go shopping. <laughs> I know. Now you got white new balances and you're walking the store. You got it. You got it. <laughs> and I'm walking the store and I see this big thing of beer. I'm like sold, right? We're in Sam's. But then I'm like, you know what? I like it, Sam's. I like the pretzels and I like to get a coolie and I like to walk around, right? Like an icy. Let's just chill, right? Like we're going to waste two hours. Yeah, exactly. You just want to see what's in there balances, now. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know what they were out of? You cannot believe this. On the sign at Sam's, 
Last week, I was buying, and look at my blister, right? It's gone. My, my death wound where I got basically, I got burned so bad, it was like a medium rare. I was, I was about to eat it. It looked pretty good. But it's almost gone because of the mustard. Listen, everybody else must have run out to Sam's and got the mustard because Sam's was now out wow. of mustard. So I should sell my mustard that I bought last week. I should sell it to Sam's because, goddamn, they got shortages too. And I think this is what's crazy about it all. Who would have ever imagined a sign sitting at Sam's that says, out of mustard, sorry for the inconvenience. And the guy, that, there was a guy asking about it right there. I wasn't paying attention because I was getting a pretzel. And he just looks at me and goes, huh, it's always something nowadays. God damn, you're right, man. Like, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy yeah. how, right? You and I talked about this when the world shut down last year, right? What's going to happen? And as we started hearing about things that were happening, you and I have spoken about it. It's been always this, wow, I can't believe what's going on. Now we got mustard. We're out of mustard. I mean, what's yeah. next in the shortage world? How does it begin to affect us here in the detail world? It's, well, it's happening now. I'll give you an example. The lift company that, that I deal with, uh, they're out. No lifts. None. Gone. On a boat. No idea. No idea when they're going to get them. No clue. Uh, this is no longer shortages. And I think we're using the wrong term because what that means is we know when the end is, right? Like, hey, we have a shortage. We're going to get restocked here in a week. That's a true shortage, right? There's an end in sight. I think, you know, sometimes we do a disservice to people because we talked about things so, so early. <laughs> you know, you go back and think about how long ago we were talking about shortages that nobody else in this industry was talking about. It was, I mean, almost the end of last year. I mean, right. I mean, it was almost a year ago we were having this conversation and we can go back through the archives, but I mean, we we've talked to this well over a year. We've at least broached the subject. You look at where we're at now and detailing really has gone unaffected. Right. I mean, for, for the most part, we, you know, aside from, you know, not getting machines, I mean, you know, I don't know, building new factories, still can't fix machines. But anyway, let's think about it. We really kind of got un unscathed here. I mean, detailing has had an 18-month run. We really haven't dealt with much. I mean, even coronavirus was great for detailing. It's changing If you didn't now. close your doors, right? I mean, if you stayed yeah. out if, there. If you took some good advice. Yeah. yeah. You, ha you have to tune into the right podcast on that. Uh, so... I think what detailers are going to be shocked to hear is it's here now. It's here now because uh, if you like tire dressing, you may not be able to get tire dressing. And it's. And, and that's the interesting, right? That it is, we've heard, you and I have said this, we've talked about it multiple times. We've heard, and there's been, was it 17, 18? There was this moment of scare of silicone. There was previous, there's been scares right. of silicone. And it's just price up and down. That's all. I mean, look, it's, it's natural. Like those, those things just happen, right? It's a commodity. It, it has its fluctuations, but folks, we're having conversations when people say there's none left in the world. That, that was an exact quote. That's, 
that's a bizarre thing to hear on a phone. I mean, it's like they're talking about dinosaurs. Like, oh, yeah, like, so when are you going to get it? I don't think you heard me right. There is none in the world. I mean, you want to talk about silence on a phone call. That is a shut it down comment. And it was somebody in an honest moment just like, yeah, we think we might have this contract, but, you know, nothing signed. And uh, it's gone. And you go, like, what? Gone. Like, gone, gone. And then you talk to someone else, and it's gone. Then you talk to someone else, and it's like, well, we got like a month of supply for us. And then we're told it's at sea, but we don't really know where the boat is. And, I mean, especially, Marty, you can speak to this better than me. I mean, guys that use solvent-heavy tire dressings are basically done now. Yeah, and that's where I was going to go. Uh, I was doing my best, man. I was doing my best to let you finish and not interrupt, right? You know, but you're right. I, I actually here locally sold my last drum of solvent tire shine and had to tell the customer, listen, we've got to look for other avenues because we just cannot get solvent tire shine. And the customer has multiple locations, one in other parts of the state. And they said, you know, our guy there said the same thing. Give us some options, right? So it is interesting. It does seem to be starting to hit, it, you know, because we've asked that question. We've wondered, all right, cool, there's issues, but when does it actually begin to take place for the detailer, then for the car, you know, the, the person that's driving the car that likes to have a good shine? So there is what 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 we're hearing. So full feedback, two, which we all know, right? There's two different types of tire shine. There's a solvent-based tire shine, and then there's a water-based tire shine. The silicone, and this is where some people get difference, and they'll say, hey, it's a silicone or a non-silicone. No, they both have silicone. You just have two different styles of silicone. You got a solvent-based, and then you got a water-based emulsion, right? That's the word that they want to say. So when they're making it, they're using actually kind of a little bit two different... Mm, two different styles of silicone. The solvent base, what is needed to go into solvent-based tire shines is what we are being completely told is 100%. Like, if you can find it, hoard it. Because we really don't know when it's going to come back into the detailing world. Like, and that's yeah. one of the questions that I actually had with somebody was, what happens, Okay do we stop putting on that type of tire shine? Does this, is this something we look back in five years and we go, that's when the, that's when the hammer hit and people that were tired of using solvent tire shines, they got out of it. There was a little bit of water base and maybe the direction of the industry goes completely water-based emulsion tire shine. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but it all overlaps, right? It's amount. It's about the amount it takes to make each. That's what really is making the solvent based gone, right? I mean, that's that's the reality. So what everybody that we're talking to, and you talk about making ultra dress and and the kind of dressing that we have, it's a lower percentage, okay? And so now it's about. Not only was this stuff like a dollar a pound, now it's like seven or eight dollars a pound. If you do find it, it's out. And what it takes to make a solvent dressing versus a water-based dressing, the content level is so 
vastly different. Solvent based is like 75% of this stuff. And water based is anywhere between 10 and 25%. And that's the simplest way to look at it is if you have limited supply of something, you can't put 75% of it into just one product. They're going to use it for other things. And so we have a moment here, right? Like this is no longer scare tactics or, Hey, you know, we're warning you. It's like, if you see dressing guys buy it. And this is something I wanted to talk about. Every detailer that listens to us, that, that messages us, that buys from us, I'm going to tell you what I would do come, come this time of year. I'd unload that bank account and everything you find for your supplies to run your business, I'd load up. I know it sounds ridiculous, but you have got no idea. None of us, nobody has the real story of what this all can turn into. You don't know what could affect a soap down the line. You have no idea what could affect an APC down the line. You don't have any idea until somebody calls you and says, there's none left in the world. You really don't know. You could call our solvent company and, and we can share this. A year ago, we called our solvent company. They swore up and down. They were going to be out of a solvent. We're, we're out. We're out. Never had an issue getting it. Never. Never had an issue dealing with them. They swore they were out. But you know what they never said? There's none left in the world. And as soon as I heard that, my mindset changed. For as a detailing operator, as a company, as HyperClean, I'll be very upfront. You think you're just going to keep going down to the, to the local provider or you're just going to, you know, go online and buy whatever from, from companies. There's no guarantee in that. And, and again, it's, it's not about scare. I mean, I'm just telling you what I'm doing in my business. Like we're, we're having a conversation about buying a 55 gallon drum of dressing. I never done that before. Never had a need to do it. It's a, it's a weird way for me to go to Marty and say, uh, you know, can we, uh, make some more? Well, our customers need it. So I can't just, you know, zip out 55 gallons and, and screw everyone else right? Like we're having to solve this issue and it's not tomorrow. It's now. And you just don't know what it can hit. So don't take for granted, give yourself some leeway, start ordering a little extra. And then you got these great sales around black Friday, as we all know, stock up. I mean, Marty, you've been on these phone calls. It, the tone has changed. That laughable, Oh man, it's tough to get plastics. It's no longer uh, jovial. It is a real dark conversation every time you hop on the phone on our side of this business. And nobody's going to tell you this because nobody has what we have, which is firsthand knowledge of what's going on. And so it, it, it's not a joke anymore. It, it's not a just, hey, you know, grit your teeth and hope you get through it. That, that's over. It's here. And the, the interesting part is the, the no ETA, right? I mean, that... That is what we constantly see from, listen, it could be across the board, whether it's, <laughs> whether it's mustard, <laughs> whether it's a certain type of tire shine, or, you know, whatever it is that is running short or out, it, people generally now, which is sort of what you're saying, right? we're now past the point of, ha ha, to, hey, listen, we just don't even know, well, there's no ETA. Like, yeah. and, and people look at you like, well, what, what do you, like, we shut the world down. Like we just remember we kept saying that we all wanted to get back to normal. Hey, when's that switch going to flip and we just yeah. go back to normal. Hey, the new normal is there could possibly be something you used to use that there's no ETA that you will ever get to use it again. 
And that, like when that sinks in, that's a bit of a poof. Oh, and, that, and that's why, you know, you have a lot of young guys that listen to us. This is why at the beginning of this pandemic, we said the exact same thing for six straight months. Head down, go to work. Head down, go to work, be as safe as you can be. Don't be irresponsible. Do what you got to do, but keep your operation moving. And if everybody else in the world had done that, not just a detailing world, but the world, we wouldn't be having these problems. These problems are created by people being lied to, people lying to themselves, people listening to the wrong people. Look, you can't shut the world down. There's ramifications to all of it. You can't shut your business down. You know, we, we have conversations all the time. We heard somebody didn't work hard enough during this one period. And now they can't figure out why something's not working out for them. Well, you can't take time off. That's not, that's not an option. Your head's got to be down. You got to be working your ass off. And, and I got to tell you, man, it, it, we escaped for 18 months as detailers. We had it pretty good compared to a lot of different industries. It's just, it's just time to, to navigate, open your eyes, open your ears, listen to the right people. You're listening to the pints and polishing podcast. We're telling you, Hey, start stocking up. If you got, if you come across three or four gallons of dressing that you like, you might want to go ahead and put that, that debit card and, and, and get it and stock it up. I mean, there is nothing else to say really. Yeah. Uh, speaking of navigating, you know, as we navigate and as we continue to go through this, yeah, there's people that can listen to the podcast, but if you want, this is the cool part, right? And, and it happens in other groups But the cool part about the new hyper clean specialist group is when there's a specific question, for instance, there was a question posed last week and you were able to hop in, help out the guy. I think you gave him your number and you, yep. you got him taken care of, right? I mean, so inside that hyperclean specialist group, a lot of the great community things that are happening is fun to see. Not only is it about, you know, as we navigate through understanding what other people could be out inside of the community, you know, in different parts of the, the country, but also how detailers and how specialists inside of their group are also progressing, right? Because inside of change, inside of where things rotate, inside of where there's sudden switches, hey, if we can see where people are having success, then that's a good thing that we should look at. And some of the fun ones, I know we go over some of the things happening in the group, which is it's a lot of fun. One of the, the cool things was Alex posted the other day of he cleaned a truck with Eco One, finished it off with Slick. Customer was absolutely thrilled. They made 150 bucks. Yep. <laughs> wow. Like Yeah, it's unbelievable. And if you go look at that if you go look at that truck, it doesn't look like a, a, just a normal wash. No. That's the point, right? You, you don't want to use products and you don't want to use processes that somebody feels like they can go down the street and get for five bucks. You want somebody to be involved in products and processes and you want to have pride, whether you're a car owner or you're somebody like Alex, right? Like this, this is the coolest part is when you can marry all this stuff together and you see it in that group. You know, we had the group reach out. Uh, we had a PPF training conversation that I actually just, it was ended up, it started last week. We finished it up early this morning on a phone call. Uh, that person's one of our distributors, you know, so we get to talk about not only something to help him in his business as a detailer, we then talk about the next branch of his business, right? Next leg of his business. We, we uh, had a lift question where somebody got in there and started talking about, Hey, I need a lift for my shop. 
I was able to give him my experience. You know, why don't, why do you go with this small footprint lift and those, I mean, we're just, all right, we're, so we're covering so many different angles in that group. It, it really is on its way to being a really influential group. So let's talk about that for a second, right? The lift, right? Because I think in those photos, you saw where there was some damage to a car. As so many more people that began to use the lifts, and I get it, you know, as as we get older, there's a couple of valuable reasons to use a lift, right? 100%. Or if you're a bigger guy, I need a, a, a guy that I walked into a shop with, I was like, you're young, why do you need this lift? He's like, listen, look at this thing, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. he's like, you got to get down to that lower panels. Having that lift to bring it up doesn't make a lot of, a lot of sense, yep. but Walk us through, though, a couple things. A, what type of budget should we be looking for if we're going to look at a lift? And then two, why did you go with a scissor tail lift instead of, I think, the traditional lifts that you see in some of the other types of industry shops, right? Yeah, four post lifts. Are the ones that are kind of like a fork and they come up under and do it that way. Yeah, two post lift. So number one, when you use posts, you know, two post or four post lift. The problem is the posts are always in your way of something as a detailer. Remember, we're not talking about doing engine out work. We're not talking about those types of things. So we don't need access to the undercarriage, you know, as freely as other lifts because they're working on a transmission or they're working on an exhaust or whatever the case may be. So the reason you choose a high quality scissor lift as a detailer is because it's under the car. I can get to every part of the car without the lift being in my way, okay? And if your scissor lift is good enough, you can actually get to the underside if you're gonna do deep cleans and those types of things as well. That's a different story. But budget is important. And I see a certain type of lift that kind of gets moved out of the way and it's got like, you know, two separate pieces and it only lifts it like this high off five, six, seven, 10, 12 inches off the ground. Uh, I just save my money and buy the big boy lift because this is something that you learn as you get older and you make a bunch of purchasing mistakes in your business. You're better off getting a high quality scissor lift. My scissor lift can take the car up over my head at 6,600 pounds on this lift. This lift does not have a bunch of hydraulic fluid everywhere. It runs off a 110 circuit. You can expect to pay anywhere between 35 and, and 8,500 bucks, depending on the company you go with. Uh, you have to make those decisions, but don't do the stuff that just gets you halfway to where you want to go. You know what I mean? Because you can get a $1,500 quote unquote uh, jack, basically. And it lifts it up a little bit, but you know, look, if you want to do PPF, if I can have it at eye level and do PPF while standing up, or I got to still get down because I only lifted it, you know, 12 inches off the ground. What's, what's the benefit of that? I've never found any benefit in that. I certainly understand that maybe you have to use some ramps or something to get you through because you're saving up for what you want, but I just rather save up for what I want, right? Get a couple extra detailed jobs, put it right in the old scissor lift fund and be done with it. But the post lifts, the reason I hate them, number one, they got to be anchored into the ground to do it properly. I don't want to do any of that in a building personally. And number two, all the posts are in your way. 
So you, you got to like, you know, shimmy in between the post and the car to get to that part of the car. It's not what detailers need. Detailers need free access to that entire car. And, and look, it's something I've always wanted. That's the other thing. You know, you get to a certain point in your career, you go, you know what? I want to put PPF or I want to coat that bottom of a Corvette without being on the ground and trying. I just want to lift it up. Actually, it was so easy because of my lift. I did a, a an Instagram live <laughs> with the car up in the air and I'm coating it. I mean, I'd have been on the ground like, you know, it, it there, sometimes to do a great job, you got to buy the right equipment. And, and that, that just and when you want to go to that next level, a lift is part of it. And, and look, I understand if it's not it wasn't always in my budget either. You know, that's the funny thing is everybody talks about, I got a plotter right behind me that I purchased at SEMA. I got a lift. Everybody sees these expenses. It's been 20 years in the detailing business to kind of get me where I want to go, where I can pull the trigger on some of these things. So don't get frustrated. Just save up for the lift that you want. You know, don't go halfway. That, that's not, that's not worth it. So you made a post in the HyperClean specialist group on Facebook about a Bronco that, uh, oh, yeah. that you got to do. I, I really am curious about the Bronco because as you know, I, I was a former Bronco owner. Yeah. Uh, however, it was the little baby Bronco, right? And the, Bronco. the wa and a Wagoneer owner. I mean, I you got, hey, it's a big, still. it's a big year for you because the Wagoneer is back and you got the Bronco back. It's a bit, it's coming up Marty right now. You betcha, man. I'm excited about, uh, about maybe cleaning somebody's uh, wagon here, but I probably won't be yeah. buying the new wagon. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a different class. Yeah. yeah. That's not the old wagon here. Mm -mm. You know, but the old wagon here was supposed, I mean, they're doing, they're staying in that same, I mean, the old wagon here, when it came out, it was top of the elite. I mean, it was an awesome SUV. It, listen, a ton I, of power carpet, stuff that didn't my, really exist. Yeah. Yeah. My shag carpet in that 84 wagon here is still pristine, man. Let me 100%. tell you about it. 100%, dude. Hey, and, and had all kinds of electronic shit that never broke somehow. Now you get electronic stuff and it breaks in like two minutes. I think that the back window of the Wagoneer still works. Oh, I believe it does. I yeah. mean, and and if you had that today, it'd be broken like three minutes. It'd be, you get it to your house, your kid would put it down once. You'd be like, oh, my God. God damn I got to call a dealership. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so any fun, right, besides, right, the easiest, I think the thing with the Bronco is the easiest part to iconicize the Bronco is a white one, right, man? Oh, yeah, the OJ Everybody Bronco. knows that, that OJ Mobile cruising down the highway, right? And for those youngsters that are below 30, no worries, just go Google it, right? <laughs> OJ Bronco, it was, it was legendary in that moment. Uh, I had a buddy that had a white one around the same time. It was his parents, like extra little runaround vehicle that they, you know, it just is what it is. And it was like, we, we rode in a couple of times, but he actually did not ever like to drive it because of that. He didn't like the association. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, it was a tough time. I had Everybody my little Bronco too, right. Is what they called it. My dad actually got it. So I, when I was going into college, I, I needed a new vehicle, right? I'd had a, he bought me an S10 truck. That was my high school truck. Well, those are, to go those are into sweet, college, yeah. I was going to be driving to Arkansas. So I needed something that was going to give just a little bit more to get me back and forth. He found a Bronco too, but the paint wasn't the best shape, but everything else was, was good on it. So my family, the way we go, which is you'll get a little bit more understanding of why sometimes randomly I do stupid ass shit that makes no <laughs> sense, right? My dad decides he wants to paint the Bronco too. 
for me for when I take it to college, right? Great gesture. Great gesture, Dad. What the fuck are you painting a, a car in our garage for? That makes no sense at all, right? Like, no. I mean, he had plastic up. He was doing all mm. kinds of stuff. Like, he still had, I wonder, right? I mean, one theory when he got brain cancer 20 years later was maybe it was something that you did when you were painting that goddamn Bronco <laughs> yeah. in the garage. Uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot leading up to that. Yeah, because in the late 90s, they didn't care as much about stuff as they do today, so... Uh, that's my fun Bronco story. It yeah. was, it was great. My dad did a great job for him in a garage inside of his house. Yeah. He tried to mimic, if you remember the old Eddie Bauer style. Oh yeah. With the two-tone, two-tone <laughs> Navy blue. Like that's with what the he brown on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. He did a good job. Navy ba or Navy Bauer. Eddie Bauer was that, it was that model. It was that one to go to, but oh, yeah. what are the models now on the Bronco? What was this one? Like, how was it? Decked so this, out? this was a, uh, a Bronco Badlands edition. Uh, the one thing that you can definitely see sitting in that seat that was, I mean, noticeable. And, and it's really noticeable when you're looking for it. After I say this, the hood is so wide. Like you can't believe how wide everything looks when you're sitting, staring down, uh, going to drive the thing. The next thing is that Bronco back in the day always had plush seats, you know, for people that don't know, remember they had the pillow seats in the nineties Bronco, even if you got cloth, they were super comfortable. Mm -hmm. That really doesn't exist now. And it's noticeable because you remember if you sat in those Broncos, what a Bronco felt like, you're not going to know if this is the first Bronco you ever sat in. This had the big tires on it. Unfortunately, for some reason, Broncos are coming with this like $300 piece of PPF. That's gotta be, I mean, it's heinous. It's gotta be peeled off. Uh, the tire size is good. You know, it's, it's nice. It's beefy. But the thing that I noticed, because this has a removable top, it's a soft top Bronco. I was going to go there. I was like, how crazy was that? Right. Well, the weird thing is I got a fool with like getting it off because I don't know that it's super easy. Now, for those that didn't ever have an older Jeep, Jeeps never had any easy way to get the top off when you had a soft top Jeep when I had one, or my first one I ever had. You had to like fold it, and then it went in back between the back seat and the, the back door. And it was not easy. Like the windows didn't zip out. It was all one thing. You had to like fold it on itself. It was a disaster. Then they started making it where you could zip out the windows. You could zip out the door windows. Then you could take the top back with like a one piece, you know, uh, metal bar. There was all kinds of things that came off. I did not mess with this top yet. But the one thing I can tell you is it looks super high quality. Going back to where an, I first had a Jeep top to where tops are now on this Bronco, it's night and day. The next thing you notice for soft top people yeah. is the window. How does it sound? Like if you're driving, can you hear that? Well, you can, you can hear it, but it's not like what you're thinking that like loud slap that Jeeps have. It doesn't have that the same way, because I think the, the, the back seat is so big, you know, it, this was a true four seater. Like this is, this is a really big vehicle. And if I'm not mistaken, I got to look at this. I think the front end 
is like two or three inches wider than the original H1 Hummer. I'm pretty sure it's something like that. Now, I got to look that up, but it was unbelievable. The other thing that's noticeable, and 100% of people will notice, when you open the door, and I sent you this video of how the Bronco turns its electrical system on, it's a show. Like, Ford basically said, let's put on a show. And, you know, you got these rocks that fall down this hill, and then they turn themselves into a Bronco. And you're like, you know, Ford really went all out on the electronics. Now they're probably sad because they can't get the, the, the semiconductors to turn the electronics on. So they wish they'd have went a little more analog on it. But I got to tell you, it's impressive when you get in and it has the best feature of all. It has really, really great floor mats. Like the floor mats make sense. It's the stupidest thing when you get in one of these vehicles and you're like, why is there plush carpet floor mats in this Ford Raptor? Like, it doesn't make sense. Now, they ended up getting rid of those as the generations went on, but Bronco got it right from the beginning in this edition. You get in, the floor mats fit perfectly. They lay really flat. They're extremely durable looking. Like, they're not that cheap plastic. They're nice rubber. I couldn't believe it because you know how many manufacturers screw up the mats. Every detailer listening to this knows how the mats get screwed up. You get in a car and you're like, oh my God, why did they do this? It's like two seconds you can just, and, and this, I got to be honest, man, I was really impressed. Now I haven't got it out on the freeway or anything like that, but it's really impressive, especially when you see other cars being brought back to life and they're just horrendous. Like Bronco, big Bronco, the little Bronco is a disaster, but big Bronco is impressive. It, it's you're glad they did it. And you don't get to say that very often when they bring a car back to life. Like they did it right. It was a, it's great. So another car that was uh, kind of highlighted in the hyperclean specialist group there on Facebook was the first sports kind of sportsy, like exotic car that I ever messed with. And this is why I joke, right? I, I make this joke that Listen, we, we only got Lambos here in, in Oklahoma a couple of years ago, right? Like, I mean, there's just, there's not a lot of Lambos. Now, there's some that you can, you can get some exotics that are hidden away in a garage somewhere, right? Listen, it's not like Oklahoma and the Midwest doesn't have money. There's plenty, right? Plenty of old oil money. There's plenty yeah. of money that floats through here. It's not about that. It's more about our roads. <laughs> it's more about the practicality of having that kind of vehicle here. Uh, I mean, listen, I we hit a pothole in, in my girlfriend's car and popped a tire. Like it just like, and she wasn't driving a Lambo. Let me tell you that. Right? <laughs> so, you know, there there's some practicality on why you know the very wealthy here, you know, are, are yeah. riding in different vehicles in a Lambo. Oh, yeah. We do have Lambo Steve who has created a little bit of buzz around his name. He's a local guy here that uh, does a little real estate, but then has a Lambo and he's created. It's literally, he's got a Instagram page called Lambo Steve and he goes around creating videos. It's pretty cool. But overall, the market of Lambos isn't big here. The Lambo that was put into a hyperclean specialist page where they were coating it with Trey is the, the same yellow Lambo that I did with uh, our green clean when we first did a green clean video and photos, it's the same style of car, right? But I don't know a whole lot about Lambos. All I know is when that guy put Trey on there, that oh, Lambo dude. looked amazing. 
yeah it was look i'm not a lambo guy but we've taken uh, care of a lot of lamborghinis and you know they sound amazing lamborghini just it either speaks to you or it doesn't right that, that's the thing about lamborghini branding you're either that bold loud i want to flash my money around type or you aren't and it's not about right and wrong that's that's what the brand is about the brand is about this flashiness but when you saw that in the group and there was trey all over it and that particular color with trey on it it looks special and that's the one thing about those cars is that if done right you can take this elite car and then you can get it into that special class it's like hey that car looks different now you know it looks on that next level and that's the best way to sell detailing in my opinion how do i take this good car and make it great how do i take this you know elite car and make it really special and i think when he shared it in the group this is what's what's great about that group is it it looked great i mean it just looked like this was a special vehicle that somebody was sharing in the group and it was because of the way trey looked on on the surface so like let's dive into you there right so for me <clears throat> right let's do that hey nick and i i get it right you you said it which is pretty cool and i think you even did a video uh where you were driving around was that a uh a ferrari uh, eight, you were yeah eight, eight twelve super fast I, it was uh friday i get to take cars out you know if somebody has a lot of cars the one thing you can't let them do is sit it's one of the big collection mistakes that get made in the United States and all over the world. So part of our collection management a lot of times is starting cars, driving cars, keeping them, you know, where they're not rotting away. So the, this car is special. I mean, that, that's, that's a crazy car. Yeah. All right. So a debate that I had with a good buddy of mine years ago, and that's why I really want to pick your brand, right? So I don't want to go in what would be your car, right? Because it's always a way. Yeah. Right? Would you go Bronco? And I don't want to say Lambo because, come on, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. But yeah. we'll go Bronco or Mustang, right? SUV or sports car, but we're going to stay in that, right? Yeah. Not Lambo. We'll I, go Mustang, I, decked out yeah. Mustang, or the cool Bronco. I think for me, honestly, right now it's Bronco uh, because Mustang is going through a transformation. Don't forget, Mustang's released an EV. You know, there's an EV called Mach-E, which has the Mustang branding, Mustang taillights, Mustang emblem, all that kind of stuff. So Mustang's going through a change. There's a lot of great Mustangs, GT350s, and there's a lot of really special Mustangs. But as of today, what I would like of those two is I would like a Bronco because it is it's different, right? Everybody's trying to get them. I mean, look, we got three more on order. Once we took delivery of that specific Bronco, there were three more placed after everybody got in that Bronco. So we had that customer ordered three more Broncos that day once it arrived. Now, I don't have the luxury of ordering, you know, like it's nonchalant for me to order three extra Broncos. That's not my lifestyle. But the fact of the matter is, you know, one's going to go to the beach house. One's going to go here. I mean, they like it that much. And these are you know, the type of people that literally just tell you to go order three more and never think of it the rest of the day. Like that doesn't matter to them. They have McLarens, they have all kinds of different vehicles. The Bronco right now is more special than the Mustang, but you're going to get a few years down the road. And if Mustang does all the right things that that answer would change. But for me right now, I, the Bronco is pretty cool. 
Yeah, I I do the same thing. I've always much rather chilled and you know like I'm gonna cruise more than I'm gonna go like I just <laughs> well, don't, I, it's just don't get me bad. wrong. If I if if we're talking that way, I'd rather have a fast car because I would just enjoy it more on a day to day basis. But just for where Bronco is right now, Bronco's just way cooler. Uh, it speaks Dude. to me a little bit more. It just it's just a different feel. You said you were right over by SEMA. You should have just gone and talked to all those people and got to, like <laughs> just get you a little Bronco and get it souped up, man. Come on. You know, right right now, uh, Bronco is hot, man. Bronco is all over the place. But look, that's going to change. We got uh, Hummer, EV Hummer, the Ford Lightning's coming back. It's going to be all electric. The Ford Lightning truck. I mean, you got a lot of stuff coming back. Uh, they just released the Acura Integra, and you know, I'm not a big japanese import guy but the people that are really into integras and those types of cars really upset over the weekend that thing looks like trash uh it's it's unbelievable it's just a great time the problem is you can't get any of them so it's really cool like to see the stuff but you got to wait six years to get your bronco or whatever it is now who knows what the wait list is like but like i said it it was a cool it's cool to be in those cars like I, i'm really thrilled that bronco was done right and there was another car that I was really excited, one of my favorite SUVs ever that we shared on the story two, three months ago, Land Rover Defender. When they brought the Land Rover Defender back, which a lot of people were not fans of in the 90s, I was a huge fan of them. Matter of fact, we just took delivery of a, of a revamped Defender. I'll share it on my stories. Uh, an old 90s one with a Coyote, like big engine in it. Like it's a nutty, nutty car. But Defender came back. They did an awesome job. So it's cool when it's right, but boy, it's so wrong so many times. All right. So you mentioned earlier, and this is uh, I I've also been thinking about not only about what car I would drive, but what am I gonna eat for Thanksgiving? Right. You oh, mentioned yeah. earlier about Black Friday. Right, listen, we're gonna be done with Thanksgiving. This is the first year that we are going to not cook ourselves, and we have officially we've made the payment. It, we got to go pick it up the night before we are getting it catered because we got 11 people. Even if we only had five, it almost makes sense now. <laughs> like oh, 100%. once we saw the catering menu and what was on it. Now, listen, after we eat it, we might go back next year to start cooking. I'm not sure, yeah. but the, we've got Thanksgiving solved. The thing we don't have solved yet is what are we going to look at for black Friday? Traditionally, I have looked at electronics. Yeah. But there's a little, we talked about earlier about some things going like that might not be the thing to look at. So, you know, this is going to air next week before, right before black Friday. So any things that you're, you know, kind of on the whole, do you, do you do black Friday? Is that sort of, I know you mentioned the car care stuff, but yeah. personally like anything. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if, if you are in the hunt for something, there's no better time, right? Like, yeah. let's be frank. If you need something for your house, if you need, you know, uh, you know, look, if you buy gifts for a lot of your family, you know, Black Friday is a, a great time to do that, right? Like that's, that's more of a, a, a different part of my household handles that I don't do that. That's why uh, I was asking, like, what <laughs> yeah. does Nick do? So, does I'm Nick like you, I would look at electronics. I would look at that. That would be traditionally, but uh, actually right now I'll be looking for stuff for the shop cabinetry. And, you know, we're still, I got like, you know, six or 700 feet of office space, you know, we need to get uh, couches and those types of things, which, you know, maybe we can get them, maybe we can't, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I do 
wake up, look at the Black Friday deals, and let's roll. I mean, whatever we need, let's buy it. And I'm telling guys out there, man, we're going to make it worth your while. Marty, we got uh, products that are finished. I want to say this. We got products that were out of the design phase on, that were in the phase of getting them out. I got to tell you, man, we got four or five up to six. We're still working on this six product pretty, pretty heavy. We got some big products coming like this. I'm kind of, you know, look, we got a, a crazy thing going on with our website. Like we got a lot of stuff flowing in the next 30 to 60 days. So to help us pay for it, if you could order some stuff on Black <laughs> Friday, that'd be nice. <laughs> uh, but no, guys, I mean, I, I look, I'm going to be like everyone else. If I can find stuff for the shop Black Friday, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, me me too. Uh, there's a couple little electronic, but for the most part, I'm done with the electronics. Like, I don't think this is going to be the year for the electronics for me to invest into, you know, at ramping up a TV or something or getting the next. I don't think that's where I'm going to go. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go into much more practical, maybe things that I need that, that definitely right none of this you know hey you know i could you know, ooh, yeah, exactly. you know none of that but just hey what do i need what am i dialing in what are the things that i could use for my shop for my business for yeah. you know for the sh for the house something very very specific because i don't know if the budget is what it was over the past couple of years and i don't know if the sales are going to be as good on some of the things that have been so oh, that's great a, that's such a great point years. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't know, look, it's, it's so hard to get stuff into the country. It's so expensive. Yeah. Uh, you know, 30% off is not going to look like 30% off a year ago. You know, the, the price is just different. It's a great point I, for me. I, I got to tell you, I, I'm just going to look around and if it's not a necessity or something that can help the shop or help my house in some kind of way, we might set it out. You know, I'm not a big, I need a lot of stuff guy. You know, this is the one thing that I think my family loves about me is like, dude, I, I don't need that much. Like, go ahead. You guys buy whatever you need. Just don't clutter up my area. Like, it's not, I, I just, I'm going to look for stuff. I, I really hope I can find a few things for the shop because if I can get some deals on that, then it, it makes things come together quicker. But like I told everybody when they asked me about the shop, look, I'm just having to take the patient's route. Look, I, I know what I need. I know that I need this. I need that, you know, and need is a, is a strong word, but it would make the shop better, but you know, I'm not going to fight the world, <laughs> the world's struggling. So I'll just, you know, we'll just keep cranking it out and it'll get right when it gets right. Yeah. No doubt about that. And there's no ETA on when that flip is going to switch back <laughs> back to the normal. So. Uh, all right, brother. <laughs> Good talk, man. Thanks. Have a great week. Yeah, and, uh, We'll see you on the Community Pub, uh, Wednesday, 7.30 Central. Zoom ID 918-800-1188. I'll see you. What are you guys going to look for on Black Friday? Have a great week, Nick. All right, thanks. Mm -hmm.